Have you ever felt uncomfortable in your grief? Like you had to be quiet when you really wanted to share or you get on your own nerves feeling that pain and having those strange thoughts. If so, today will help you. See, our culture doesn't want to talk about grief because it's too uncomfortable and almost taboo. And to jump in and sit with someone who is grieving is more uncomfortable because instead of just being with them, we want to fix the sadness, fix the situation. And if we can't fix it, then we feel like we're failing them. The cultural issue and the effects of grief make you feel like you are crazy. And then you don't feel like you're allowed to feel what you feel. So today we're going to talk about giving yourself permission to grieve as you need to. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Trinidad and Tobago, our spotlight country. And in the U.S., Colorado has taken the spot for the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 70 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome. And if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you need some background, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. Her faith journey through the last six months of her life were unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you're listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief so you know what to expect, processing daily life, especially on those days you can hardly get out of the bed, and growing your faith. So if you are just starting your journey, please know life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. This is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you never will, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. When I was going through grief, I always thought I was handling it worse than anyone else in the entire world. Yes, it's dramatic, but it is how I felt. I compared my feelings, emotions, and actions to others I knew had gone through it, and I always felt that they did a better job than I ever could. The thing is that I compared myself with people 
whom I didn't walk through their grief with. I didn't see their daily struggle and I didn't hear about the thoughts that kept them up at night. But when I was doing my master study and I interviewed those who shared their grief journeys with me, it really helped to normalize what I was going through and it helped me know that I wasn't a grief failure. One of the reasons grief makes you feel like you're going crazy is because it isn't something people want to talk about. And even when they care about you, they're scared to walk that road with you. If you have a friend or a family member who's willing to jump in the muck with you, thank them today. You know, we as a society are uncomfortable, and that's putting it mildly, to talk about the death of a loved one. So it makes us feel more isolated. People continue to live their normal, easy lives when we have a hard time breathing. So when you're reaching out for help, find those people who understand grief. It doesn't have to be the same exact kind of grief you're experiencing. But when someone has felt the pain and that black hole of a life-changing grief, they'll be able to help you in ways that others cannot. Beyond the social and cultural issues, one of which I just shared, there are other reasons grief makes you feel like you're going crazy. One of them is the road ahead of you is completely unknown and unfamiliar. If I told you to pack your bags because we're going on a trip, you'd need to know the details to pack appropriately. Where are we going? What's the destination look like? What are the temps? What's the language? And that's just for a trip, but we're talking about your life here. The idea of a future is almost laughable in this moment, but you try to figure out what it will look like anyway. This leads to more overwhelm because trying to figure out your next hour and your next day is all you need to be doing right now. There will be many decisions ahead of you and making each one of them alone will be difficult. So don't let people pressure you on decisions either. No major decisions like relationships or large financial changes should be made in the first six months to a year after your loved one dies. The third one is the physical aspect of grief. Now, I'll briefly mention them here, but I did do full episodes on the physical effects of grief. So to learn more, you'll have to go back and listen to episodes number six, number 49, and 82. I looked them up for you. <laughs> the biggest things here are hormones and stress. Your body is producing a lot of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, because grief keeps you in that flight or fight mode. Your nutritional changes. You might be eating a whole lot less because you just don't have an appetite, or you might be eating a whole lot more because you're stressed. Also, sleep disturbances. You know your body heals best when you sleep, but sleep isn't always easy in grief. Your immune system is depressed because all of the above. So you're more likely to stay sick with colds or upset stomach over the first year. Now, it can also become more serious, too, with heart issues. One of those serious conditions is called Takasubo cardiomyopathy. I'm not sure I said that right, but it's also known, and you might have heard this, as broken heart syndrome. It's a very real condition, and it can cause your heart's left ventricle to become weaker. So you'll feel symptoms of a heart attack. 
It's usually temporary and it resolves within a month, but grief can also result in a heart attack. So if you're feeling chest pain or heaviness, shortness of breath, or any other weird or new symptom, especially in the first months of grief, please see your doctor. This can be serious, so don't dismiss it. So to recap, there are three things that contribute to you feeling like you're going crazy in grief. These are the social and cultural norms of not talking about it, which can isolate you. Number two, an unknown future. Decision-making on a good day in normal life isn't always easy, but now you have to do it alone and in the hardest moments of your life. And third, the physical effects of grief. Remember, these are going to happen at some level, but if they cause a lot of symptoms you've never felt, please seek medical advice. And these three things help keep you from feeling like you're allowed to grieve in the way you need to. You, my warrior friend, you have permission to grieve regardless of what others think or expect. You're allowed to cry in public or not cry at all. You're allowed to be sad and still go to a family or social gathering. You're allowed to talk about your loved one with others. You are allowed to grieve as you need to. And if anybody says anything different, you send them to me. (laughs) I kind of mean that. All right, your journey works, or the work of your journey is to just get quiet. I want you to think about three instances that you have felt you weren't able to be sad or mad or cry or not cry. If you can't grieve, you can't heal. So make a decision to not allow others affect how you walk through your grief. I want to give you guys a quick heads up as well that through the months of April and May, there will be one podcast episode per week. We got a lot of stuff going on up in this house (laughs) from a new grandbaby to people visiting to vacations and all the stuff. So in June, look for two episodes again weekly, one on Sunday and then on Thursday. If you're ready to take a brave step towards your healing, there's help available. Grief to Gray Day offers free and paid faith-based resources. So you can join the private Facebook group. You don't have to suffer in silence anymore. Be a part of a group of faith-filled women who get it in a way the world can't. The daily pain and struggle of grief is not denied here, but faith paves the way for hope in this group. You can download the free Loss, Grief, and Healing Seminar. This is the best faith-based introduction of what to expect in your grief journey. Download the seminar if you want a reason to hope and learn how to heal. Today is not your forever and you are not alone. You can also purchase grief coaching. If you're looking for one-to-one support to figure out your next best step, or if you want to understand where you are in the grief process, or you just need accountability in taking those healing steps, these one-hour grief coaching sessions are the answer for you. You can also purchase the workshop called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. This workshop is the action-oriented step-taking program you need to give you foundational tools to navigate your grief in the first year especially. 
Remember, time itself does not heal all wounds. You have to take steps. In this workshop, you'll discover how to pursue God, even when you don't want to pray. You'll understand the roller coaster of grief so you know what's normal and what to expect. You will learn to process daily life with practical help to get you through those I can't get out of the bed days. And you'll find where to seek support because I'll share grief resources that are best for you. Look, I've walked this journey and never thought I could be happy again. But God, he restored my joy and gave me a calling. So no matter how dark and hopeless your day is today, this can be your story too. It is my great joy to help you get there. Your safe place for all things grief can be found on the website, grief2greatday.com. This includes all the resources I just shared and in addition, the Grief to Great Day podcast and the book, Dying to be Healed. Regardless of where you are right now, you can breathe, laugh, and live again. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.